Kids, you may be dismissed. Is that right? Um, thank you so much, Ben, for uh, um, leading us Sunday. That was uh, that was neat. I I could suffer knowing that uh, the sheep were being fed, but I'm feeling pretty good. Let me give you an update. Um, the uh, I'm I'm being I'm being cared for marvelous, marvelously uh, at home. Um, Sarita's uh, method of physical therapy is quit your whine and get up and do it yourself. Um, <laughs> it works. No, she does not. She doesn't do that. She says, how can I help you? Can I get you anything? And, and, and she does. She's really good. Um, one of the things the doc told me was there's two medicines and you don't want to mix them. You want to take one three hours uh, and then take the pain medicine. Uh, you know me, my ADD's kicking in, and I'm while the doc is talking. And uh, I didn't pay any attention, so I think it was Wednesday. Was it Wednesday or Tuesday? Um, Tuesday I had a, a, a tooth. I got to get a bridge put in, so I had a tooth dug out of my mouth. So I'm in bad shape there. My back hurts. I took this medicine, and I got real lightheaded at the sink. And, and I had the 4th of July going off in my head. Oh, it was beautiful, man. If you, if, if you ever pass out, pass out this way because you don't mind it. It, it was really, really cool. Well, then I, I, I let go of the sink, and I didn't know what was going on. And I lit on my, uh, the back of my lap. And uh, I think I kind of hit my uh, tailbone. Thanks, the coccyx. And... Uh, and so that hurts more than the surgery. And, and uh, uh, so I got a sore back, a sore butt, and my mouth hurts. <laughs> so, but I'll live. And God's good. He's good all the time. Amen? I'm, I'm in good shape for the shape I'm in. We're going to uh, continue uh, in discussing what it means to, to have a vision in this church. And let me, let me read again uh, a possible mission statement, mission and vision statement. We believe a great commitment to the, to the Great Commission and, to, and the two greatest commandments will grow a great church. We believe that. We believe that with all our heart. The vision is to allow God's love in us to overflow into the lives of the next generation of lost people, believers, and leaders. 
to meet the needs of the underprivileged and, in, and rejected children and adults in our area of influence. You know, you're a people of influence, of great influence, of significant influence. Sometimes we don't realize who we are and what we have and what God has, uh, has instilled in us and commissioned us to do. And thirdly, to see people saved, discipled, and equipped to share the gospel locally and globally. We, we've, got, we've got such a, a minuscule view of, uh, a minuscule worldview when it comes to God. We think that, that uh, some Christians think that Christianity only happens in the United States and we are, we are this microcosm of what Christianity truly is when you look globally. You know, when you, when you have millions of people in a one square mile in, in, in the city that, that uh, Ben and Joy and the kids live in, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it just blows your mind that there's this many people and they're hungry for the gospel. And we're doing good to get people to come out when we feed them a chili supper. Spoiled Americans, huh? Well, let me, let me share about meeting some needs. 1 Corinthians 5, 12, 5 through 7, Paul writes, There are different kinds of service. We serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who works, who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. You got a spiritual gift. Are you using it? Yes, you are. Youngins, if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you've got a spiritual gift. Are you using it? And if you say, well, PJ, I don't, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Talk to your daddy and talk to your mom. They'll, they will straight, and if they won't tell you, come to me and I'll straighten you out. So we're gifted. Part of the problem is we don't know what the gift is. Part of the problem is we don't employ the gift that we've got. I don't want that gift. I want this gift over here. Well, there's some common misconceptions of ministry. And this causes some significant uh, stifling of the church, of the local church. Ministry is something the pastor does. Well... The pastor is engaged in ministry. I get to, I get to be a part, an active part, uh, a part of ministry on Sunday morning. I did, I did more ministry outside this church this week than I did inside the church. Sore back, sore butt, sore tooth and all. It's out there. We just need to do it. You have to know a lot about the Bible before you can minister. No, you don't. No, take back that amen. No, you don't have to know a lot about the Bible. You have got to be able to, to assimilate what Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit is teaching you and giving you to be able to serve one another. Yeah. You have to be a Christian for a long time. I know long-time Christians, and some of the long-time Christians that I've known don't know a whole lot. They have sat in that chair, well, the pew, and, and, and this was the real holy Christians are the ones that sit in a pew that's not padded. Yeah, that, that's, that's how you can tell the spirituality of a, of, a, of a believer is that 
that they can sit in an unpadded pew and smile. And no air conditioning. But they don't have a clue either. So that's why they say, well, you know what? Uh, I'll do my thing and I'll shake hands and smile a lot and, and uh, let the pastor do it. Let the elders do it. Let the deacons do it. And the last one, which is really tragic, is someone else will do it. No, it doesn't happen that way. Because there's a... a, a any, of, any of you guys uh, uh, know who, or he's dead now, but uh, Howard Hendricks? Do, Dr. Howard Hendricks, he was like the Christian education pastor of pastors uh, down in Dallas Seminary. He was, he was one of my... Uh, one of my uh, instructors when I was in Grand Rapids uh, for one semester. And he said, the motto on all of you young men's church should be, if it's going to be, it's up to me. If it's going to be, it's up to me. Be- because if I'm relying on you all to do it, and you say that's not what I do, and I think that's what you do, and it doesn't get done... And I said, well, you know, it'll get done. They don't do it. It'll get done. Some way, somehow, it'll get done. And it doesn't. It doesn't happen that way. And what ends up happening is that we, if we don't encourage the young people, if we don't encourage the, the middle people and the older people, if we don't encourage them to be involved in meeting needs, they're not going to grow. That's what excites me about our praise team. That, that, uh, that, that really does. Where did Matt go? Oh, there he is. You know, Matt came to me and he says, you know, I got, I got this, this house full of youngins that, that uh, they just, they've just, they're talented. He said, but, I, you know, I don't want this to be the blackie thing. Remember that conversation? And uh, I said, I really don't care. We'll change their names if that bothers you. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, we have an opportunity to allow this family, these young people, to serve in a magnificent way. You are leading in worship. And this is, this, is, this is dynamite. On Sunday night, when you guys, when the Iwana thing comes on, and I heard that you guys tore it up last week with everything that was going on. I'm looking forward to seeing that go to this week. Uh, that you, you the, and you and, and some of the other kids get up here with my granddaughter and you, you sing and you do the motions and you dance and prance and all the stuff that you do and... and uh, that's worship. You're meeting needs. We had, we had people come to a funeral yesterday that uh, we didn't have enough pallbearers. And uh, uh, are you going to be a pallbearer? And my brother Don says, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have pallbearer clothes on. Well, yes, he did. <laughs> and he did. You know, meeting a need that's greatly appreciated. Somebody else won't do it if it's not done by you. See, the body of Christ has many parts just as any other body does. We got fingers. Every single part of the body, of our physical body, has a purpose. You know, your ear hair, your nose hair, fingernails, toenails. Every single part of you has a purpose. 
And if you're not using that gift that God has given you because you're part of the body of Christ, if you're not using that, you're jipping the rest of us. So, well, I want to be a mouth. Well, that's not what God calls you to be. I'll be an arm. I'll be the hands. I'll be the feet. We've got a couple of hangnails around here. And, and anyway, it's, it is God using your giftedness to meet needs. Not just here, but out in the, in the highways and byways where we're living. And if you're not doing it, you're cheating us. And you also are cheating the unsaved. Because that's what we've been called to do. You know, we're called to be separate but equal. And that's the body of Christ. It doesn't make any difference if you're an index finger, if you're a pinky, if you're a thumb, if you're a toe, if you're an ankle. It doesn't make any difference. You all have a part to play in the body of Christ, and you are equally important. The toe, the big toe, is just as important as that voice. Let me give you an example. You wake up in the middle of the night, and you don't know exactly where you're going, and you kick that bedpost with your big toe... All week long, the big toe didn't say a word to you. All week long, you didn't even think about your big toe. (laughs) Kick that bed and watch what happens. That big toe starts screaming at the rest of the body. I mean, it is is just screeching at you. Big toe is important, and it's not a curb feeler. It keeps us balanced. So we're made up of many parts. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, the human body has many parts, but many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ, the church. We have different backgrounds. Every single one of us has a different background. I'm a city kid. This is the original city kid. I mean, you can't get more city than her. You got country people. You milk a cow. That's how that thing works? (laughs) I'll be switched. (laughs) Well, don't pull so hard. It's going to hurt the cow. See, we have these different backgrounds. We have different personalities. Some are very quiet. Some are chatty Cathy's. I think half of you guys, there's a little string in your back, and you yank it, and you... for an hour and a half. Some people, some people are very verbal. Some people are very serious. Some people are, are just knocked down funny. Different personalities. Different talents and abilities. Watch on a work day what happens around here. You want to see some, some incredible talents and abilities going on. I mean, there's, there's, there's stuff going on all, all over the place. Uh, different talents. Different abilities. I'd, I'd be a lousy treasurer. I'd be a lousy worship leader. Don't you dare say amen. <laughs> I, 
I would, I would, uh, I, 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 I don't have technology. But what I got, I told God, you'd take it and you use it however you want. And so what did he do? He gave me a mouth. Sometimes to his glory. <laughs> Sometimes to my wife's embarrassment. But that's what he gave me. And he gave me a big heart to love on you. And I do. I, I, I love you to death. The common thread, though, through all of this is Jesus Christ. The one thing that is common and, and goes through from, from start to finish is Jesus Christ. And that's what it's all about. Ephesians 4, 15 through 16 says, Instead, we will speak the truth in love. Man, that's cool. That's cool. Speak the truth in love. You know. Do these shoes make me look fat? Well, sure they do, sweetheart, but it's a good fat because the, the, the Scripture says all fat belongs to the Lord. Doosh, 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 doosh. <laughs> Speak the truth in love. Hey, hey, PJ, did I screw up? Well, let's talk about it. You know, PJ, I think that... Uh, I think I got a problem with something that you said. Let's think about it. Let's talk about it. It's not where we blast one another and put us each other in our place. There's a lot of problems with marriages that way. You know, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy, men? I am a happy guy. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong, even if you're right. It's okay. You're right, honey, and in your heart you know that, you're, that she was wrong, or that he was wrong. I'm sorry, I want to be an equal opportunity offender here. You know in your heart that the other person was wrong. You got proof. You took pictures. But to speak the truth in love, you don't exercise that. Growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the, his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You got a bad heart, you're not going to be functioning like you should. So you go to the dock and you get a thing put in or adjusted or zapped or something. And so you get functioning again. And we do this in Christ's name, and we do it by loving others. What, what does that love look like? See, love, love is messy. I mean, and I'm not talking about the ooey-gooey, ooh baby love. I'm talking about the love that, that a guy can have for another guy, and it's not weird, you know, that that I can, a, a guy can have for another, another lady, and it's not weird. It's that friendship. It's that phileo love. And, and to love one another, it's loving without any strings attached. I, it's not about what I'm going to get out of it. 
It's what God is going to give me to give to it. And we need to be doing that in our community. Starts in church, starts at home, starts with, with, our, with our spouse and then our kids. We need to love our children, our families, and then our church, and then out in the, in the, in the outside in our community. Love. No strings attached. John 13, 35 says, Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. The Lord's statement, By this, all men will know that you're my disciples. Our love displays to the world that we are Jesus' people. We're not weird, well, intentionally. Well, maybe intentionally. But, but that's, that's, not our, that's not our design. It isn't, we love Jesus, therefore we're really whacked out. You know, you probably were whacked out before you even knew anything about Jesus. And if that's what you are, then, you know, if you're wacky, be wacky. But, but do it to love God and love His people. And it reveals the effect of believers having love for one another. And the world is going to know that we belong to Him. It's like, it's like we got a stamp of ownership on us. And people will see us do what we do and not expect anything in return because we love Jesus Christ and through that we love the world. And the church may be orthodox in its doctrine and vigorous in, in, in truth. That's not going to persuade unbelievers unless they can look inside this church and see that we love one another. We're not tearing each other apart. We know what real love is because Christ gave up his life for us. And, and so we ought to also to give up our lives for our Christian brothers and sisters. And, and let, me, let me paint this with a little broader application. Scripture does say that there's no greater love than, than a man lay down his life for his brother. That, I, I, I believe that. But I believe also that, that we can... Uh, give up our life, a life of convenience, a life of, of uh, comfort to instill love into, into other people. Yeah, I'd really like to do this, but what about these people that I want you to deal with, John? If anyone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need and refuses to help, how can God's love be in that person? And maybe it isn't money. Maybe it's a ride. Maybe you're looking to put 20 bucks worth of gas in your tank and here's a guy that's a, a, a mom that is grubbing around on the floorboard of her car trying to get change so she can put $5 of gas in her car. Why not? If you need 20, if you, need 20, you want to put 20 in your car, put 10 in hers. You can go back and fill up your car later on. Nobody in here is broke. John warns us that the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. In, in other words, if, if our praise of God in word is not accompanied by doing good and sharing, it's not acceptable to him. Worship involves action that honors God. That's what we did this morning while we were singing. 
That was worship. We were honoring God. We were lifting one another up. We were praising Him. Isaiah gave a similar warning to Israel when, when the, the people asked God. He says, they say, why have we fasted and thou dost not see? And the Lord replied, is this not the fast which I chose? To loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked you, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? The praise of God in word and deed are inseparable. Lip service has to be accompanied by life service. Lip service has to be accompanied by life service. The only acceptable sacrifice we can offer to God with our hands is to do good to one another, to share, to minister in whatever way we can to the needs of others, and we do it in His name. You know, John, in, in, in 1 John, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, what does, do you remember, this, this is open to anybody, what does he call us, what does John call us? What? Children. What kind of children? What? No. One more guess, because i got to move here. Not big, but little children. They're crying out loud, he's older than dirt, how is he a little child? Because in the eyes of the sovereign omniscient, everlasting God. We are little children. Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and in truth. <laughs> love in deed, do it, and in truth. Have the right motive. Don't forget to do good and share what you have with those in need, for such sacrifices are very, very pleasing to God. When people are in need to be, one to be the one to help them out and get in the habit of inviting people over to the house for supper, for lunch. If somebody needs to be put up for a night, open up your home. You kicked out the kids for crying out loud, you got five bedrooms now. And we do it in His name. Loving others, giving ourselves for His glory. Jesus lists six areas of need, community need, church need, family need, need, being hungry. Anybody ever been hungry? Yeah. Thirsty, a stranger, naked, I mean, naked where you don't have any clothes, sick and in prison. Hayden, you have not been in prison, even though your mom may make you feel like you are. There's some people who've been in prison in here. It's okay. Well, it's not okay, but... How did you minister to them? The kingdom is for those who have ministered to such needs in the lives of God's people because those good deeds evidence true and living faith. They're characteristic of God's children and kingdom citizens. It's, it's, it's to the practical manifestation of such love that Christ the King will call attention as He ushers in the tribulation.
It's going to be so cool. We get to heaven and Jesus says, come on in, son. Come on in, daughter. Enter the joy of the Lord. That is going to be neat. My creator says to me, he's going to say, Johnny, well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of the Lord. And he's going to say that to you. He's going to be able to to say to us who have faithfully served him and faithfully loved him, and we've done it because we have met needs of the community. We've met needs within our family, within our church. And he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter the joy of the Lord. You waiting for that invitation? Those who have met the needs of fellow believers will themselves have suffered great need in the tribulation. And most of them will have resources hardly sufficient to meet their own needs. And their their divinely inspired generosity to help each other will have set them apart as the Lord's people. I believe also that the word tells us that we're going to experience some testing and suffering. Better have some Jesus on tap, friend. You will be one miserable person if you don't. I've been down so long it looked like up to me. as a good country song. Why? You've been down so long because you've been relying on you rather than relying on God. We better have the vision to adapt and reach the lost until the Lord takes us home. James 2, 15 through 17 says, If a brother or a sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead being by itself. Whatever believers do for each other, They also do for their Lord Jesus. And the person who genuinely receives and serves Christians in Christ's name proves himself as a Christian. The the self-giving service of Christians to each other in Christ's name is a key external mark that identifies us as belonging to him. John 13, 35 says, Jesus said, By this all men will know that you're my disciples. If you have love for one another. So let me ask you. How are you meeting needs? How are you meeting needs? Matt, my brother, my back still hurts. But you met some needs for me today. And I thank you. Saints, you hugged my neck. Said, glad to see you, John. PJ, you're looking pretty good for what you look like. Glad you're here. You ministered to me. We have new people. Man, thanks for coming. My back doesn't quite hurt so much as it did because I can see smiles and know that you're part of this community. And I hope that we've met some needs. I hope we've shown some love. How are you doing at touching lives?
How are you doing at making a difference in a child's life? You know, we have, we have kids that are going to be coming through here through uh, Foster the Cause. They may be here one or two weeks. They may be here once. They're lonely. They're scared. They don't know what in the world these crazy people on this corner are doing. They sing music that we've never heard before. They're doing things. They hug each other. They call each other brother and sister. And, and they're not related. They don't even look like each other. I don't understand it. Touch their life. You see a, you see a mom or a dad... You know they're lonely. You see a person sitting there by themselves. You know they're lonely. Maybe they're just worn out because they've worked two double shifts. All they want to do is go to sleep, and this old guy won't be quiet, so I can nod on out. Are you touching lives with what you have? John, I don't have much. I'm old, I'm beat up, I'm run down, I don't have any energy, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so broke I can't even pay attention. I have nothing. God didn't put a price tag on spiritual gifts. Use what God has given you to touch lives. Say, well, nobody in here wants to be touched. <laughs> You know, you, you, you go outside here, and, and that church's parking lot's not full. And, and there are people in houses, I know, because I've seen them out there mowing their lawns. How are we doing touching lives out there? Maybe they want to be touched. If you're going to meet a need, my friends, we need to love we need to touch lives. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. Lord, I, I thank you for your people. I thank you for the passion that you have given each of us in, in various ministries. And I know, Lord, that, that when you had created us, when you, would, when you were you, you, you formed us in your mind before the foundation of the world. When you were dying on that cross, you had us on your mind. Lord, give us that passion to give back to you, to, to pay it forward. Help us, Lord, to, to be a, a people that you're proud of. Help us to embrace new things for the gospel of Christ. And it's there while we're still praying, if there's, if there's someone here that, you know, you've been struggling with this, I want to pray for you. I, I really want to see how, how God is going to open up new avenues of ministry opportunity in your life. John, I don't, ha I don't have a clue what that would be. I don't either. So that's why we need to be quiet, be still. And let the Holy Spirit work in and through us.
John, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. I, I really am. You know, you made me think. You made me laugh. People are nice. Very friendly. Made me feel really, really comfortable. But, you know, I, I don't understand a thing you said. And maybe part of that is you didn't understand because you're not part of the family of God. See, you're right. I don't understand. That's probably true. But here's the deal. Uh, I'm willing to test you. I'm willing to try it out. You won't be disappointed. Do you come to a place and you say, Lord Jesus, <laughs> I don't understand but in the best way I know how, I ask you to come into my life and save me from my sin. I confess the fact that I am a sinner. I've fallen short. And I confess all that to you. Forgive me for my sin. Lord, I believe when you died on that cross, you died in my place, that I could live forever with you in heaven. Save me from, a life, from, a, from a, an eternity spent without you in a place called hell. And I ask you to come in and, and save me, Lord, and I ask this in your son's precious name and for his sake, amen. And if you prayed that prayer today, I want you to know that I'll be praying with you. You can slip your hand up and, and let me know that, uh, John, you, you, uh, the Holy Spirit resonate, it resonated with me today and uh, I, I need to know more. Father, I pray that uh, each and every man, woman, and child in here today would know, love, and serve you. Be with us now, I pray, in your son's precious name and for his sake. Amen. Hey, greet a new person. Hug their neck. Uh, want it tonight? If you want to see something cool, come on out, because I'm told that it's going to be a happening place. Bring a kid.